Expiring contracts. I am your host, Tharp Daddy, as well as B Minor and Pen Pen Pennyson. That's gonna be a thing. That's a terrible <laughs> Pen Pen Pennington. That's the worst nickname I've ever heard. So strap in, get ready. We're gonna start the show. Take it away, B Minor. Welcome to Expiring Contracts. Strap in. As Tharp said, I am B Minor. Uh, today. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some injuries. Uh, injuries have been plaguing every sport now, and even some personal lives. Uh, we're going to hit, obviously, on the championship weekend, or the divisional week, and look forward to the championship weekend. Um, and then we have the inspi- expiring contract segment, and then we're going to talk some trades. Trades, trades. So... I'm just going to hand it over to you, Alec. You know, go ahead. Okay. So the reason we're talking injuries this week is over the weekend on Sunday, I was preparing dinner, you know, nothing crazy, and I ended up cutting, I mean, it's like one-third of my finger, just clean off, so it's gone. It ended up squirting blood all over the kitchen. I threw the chunk of my finger in the sink, I had to go to the emergency room, they sutured it up and like put a plastic cap on it and put me on crazy antibiotics because they couldn't <laughs> clean it because of all the blood. And all I want, and this was within like 40 minutes of the Eagles game. And the only thing I was wondering is like, fuck, I'm gonna miss the game because I locked <laughs> off a piece of my finger. So yeah, I cut off a piece of my my body, and the Eagles still lost. So I don't. There's literally not much more I can do. Like, I should have cut off the whole finger. But, um, yeah, that's why we're talking injuries, because I sustained a good one. Um, We'll probably put a picture of my finger up on the Twitter account. Um, But, yeah, it's not good. I'll have a picture of it without it it not wrapped up. Yeah. Probably in the next... Was the blood squirting on, like, in the movies? It was... I literally... I literally... (laughs) So, I I locked it off, looked at it, and then went... I was like, oh, no way. I, I was like, oh. I was like, oh, okay. So then I run up, I run upstairs to the bathroom and I start fucking failing around um, for the first aid kit. And I was like, I can't, I can't like zip it because I'm literally bleeding on everything. So I just hang my finger over the sink and I like get like a cotton ball is the other thing I can grab and I just stick it on there. And I was like, Steph, I, I need to go to the emergency room. And she's like, what? I was like, I need to go to the emergency room. She doesn't say anything, so she goes downstairs. And I was like, never mind, I'll just fucking figure it out myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. They, I mean, they had to take, like, um, uh, like, uh, it's like a plasticky, almost wax thing. It's for, like, stab wounds, I guess. <laughs> and, and they, like, pressed it into where my finger used to be. And it was the most painful thing ever. But it really, it really hurt. So is that... Uh, you know, you cut, you cut third of your finger off. Aside from concussions, yeah. is that the worst injury you've had? Probably the concussions are by far worse. Than no, this, no though. broken bones. No, I've never broken a bone. Oh, 
But now I have less fingers, so <laughs> I'm literally less of a person. You have a pointer finger. I do. My my point. My left pointer finger looks like a triangle on the top now. <laughs> like that's what it looks like. <laughs> you should have grabbed a tourniquet to stop. Yeah, <laughs> I just, just, just like, my like saving private right. <laughs> get the blood, guys. I have a nub now. <laughs> just cut off the circulation of the whole arm. I, I can picture Tyler doing that in a frantic state. Just, <laughs> ugh, cut it off. I literally, I was like, man, I can't believe, like, it's not that, I mean, it hurt, but, like, when people are like, I'll cut off my finger, like, bad, I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, there's, you don't even, you have no idea how painful and how bloody it was. Just from the tip. Like, imagine going down to the bone where you're just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to, it's gone now. Well, I mean, the, uh, you guys, you guys were there when this happened, um, but I broke my leg playing lacrosse, uh, I think it's like three years now, something like that. Four years now. It's been three longer years? than that, four no. years. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm old. World is fuck. Um, but we were playing lacrosse, I was playing defense, I was bringing the ball up the field, we were playing on a grass field, at the, the worst grass field, and I'm go to cut around someone and I'm not that fast so it was a slow cut and my foot gets stuck in a hole the dude rails me and my foot just pulls and twists Twist. all at the same time you know like the whole bottom part of your leg did a 180 yeah it was my, pointing it, in the other direction so uh, it, if you guys uh, get the chance look up Gordon Hayward's injury last year uh, that was my leg. Basically the same injury. The foot was completely backwards. It was a dislocated ankle, and I broke my fibula, which is the smaller of the two bones in your in your in the lower half of your leg. Not great. No, but we I know were. What you mean. I was on the field. Like... I was on the field at the time, and I was trying to get him to pass, but he had picked this ball up, and you were coming up the field like full head of steam, right? Brian, I wanted to score. I know you did. It's like Brian, pass me the ball. You just had this look in your eye like, I'm going to the net. Fuck everybody else. Literally steps right in the biggest divot on the field. Immediately steps in the divot and gets blown up by a midfielder. And I, and he just hits the ground. And I was like, oh my god. So I run over to Brian. And he's like, oh man. My leg feels funny. And I was like, yeah, man, just look at me. Don't look down there. Don't look. Like, I jumped daddy's on him. Gotcha. Yeah, daddy's gotcha. That's what I kept saying. I was like, it's fine. Daddy's here. Daddy's gotcha. I jumped on his head like it was a live grenade. I was like, cool. But, like, it was it was just searing pain That's what, for, yeah. I want to say for a good, like, minute. But after that minute, it was just like, I was in shock and just trying to, talk and distract yeah. myself from the fact that my foot was backwards so i just <laughs> i just kept my eyes closed like i'm just gonna go to sleep on this grass field while we wait for the ambulance uh and, and just it was it was the worst pain of my life to start with disgusting it now, was also disgusting when they reset my ankle <laughs> i don't remember this part because i was on heavy drugs but when they reset my ankle it took Two doctors and three nurses to reset it because the muscle had already formed to how my dislocated ankle was. So they're pushing and resetting it. Now I'm conscious, but I don't remember this. My mom said that she was 
I was on one end of the hall. Mm-hmm. She was on the completely other end of the hall. She could still hear me screaming <laughs> of how much it hurt. When they were putting you in the ambulance <laughs> off the field, and they were like, they put you on the gurney, and you're just shaking back and forth. <laughs> like, they didn't stabilize you at all. You're just like, flopping around. You're like, ah! <laughs> well, I remember telling everyone, um, no one can touch my foot. Yeah. No one can touch it. Ugh. But then when the EMT get, gets to the field, he just starts, you know, cutting off my shoe. And I just remember someone feeling my foot. I go, who the fuck is touching my foot? He goes, hey, I'm Matt. I'm the EMT. Oh, what's up, Matt? You can touch my foot. <laughs> ah, a trained medical professional? <laughs> All right. I've given some thought. You can go ahead and continue. And I will yeah, put I will put a Twitter uh, or I will we'll tweet put out a on picture too, of, yeah. of my foot so you guys can all revel in all of its glory. Disgusting. I'm very proud of it. I'll put I'll put some X-rays out there too, so, so you guys Oof. can see the plate and six screws and the one screw that goes all the way through my ankle. Oof. So powerful injury. First broken bone, and when I break a bone, I do it right. Made it a doozy. <laughs> Clean break. <laughs> You got any big injuries? Uh, don't tell anybody. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that thing that happened to Dwight Howard, which was which was what explain a butt injury. Which time? <laughs> which time? <laughs> Something happening to the booty hole. Oh. <laughs> ass is ass, man. Please go into further explanation. <laughs> it was it was broken. So, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> Dwight Howard, uh, like, basically broke his ass bone coming down, like, from a, I think it was a layup, right? Just coming down strangely from a layup mm-hmm. and, like, caught the, like, didn't land on both feet and slid and then landed on his ass. That dude. He, he and it, on that dude. Yeah. And <laughs> it broke his ass, basically. So, what you're saying is you've broken your ass. Yes. Severely. <laughs> Can you go into further detail, please? <laughs> the people, they're, they're on the edge of their seat. It was on my way here. <laughs> it was broken. <laughs> so, no, Tharp's never been injured, <laughs> basically. The, the long what, he's, ones don't... what he's telling you guys right now is he's sitting here dedicated <laughs> to this podcast with a broken ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all so, about it. The th- I we brought we bring this up because we've all been injured, but basically my finger was what started this, and I think, you know, we were talking about the most like gruesome sports injuries I think we've seen in our lifetime, and we've had some good ones this year, and last year too. I think yeah. the one that comes out to me is the, um, uh, what's his name, Allen for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, who basically what happened to Brian snapped his leg on that game against the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Like, just completely running through the wheel field. Hit weird, fell on it, and just snapped. But what's the what's the gruesomest sports injury you can remember? Like, professionally. And if, uh, there's uh, one. There's if the two... people on Twitter, Twitter after they listen to our, our podcast, tweet at us uh, some pictures of some gruesome injuries. Yeah, or if you guys want to. Uh, if we forget any... Um, the, the most gruesome one that I can remember was, I think his last name was Ward, 
on Louisville. Oh yeah. Where he just oh, he yeah. went up for oh, a jump gosh. shot, came down, and the bone just decided no. Nope. Yep, snapped just right out of snapped his leg. And yeah, you saw the bone come out uh, of his leg. Oh, I that remember was that. So disgusting. And they're like, no, we'll keep him on scholarship. <laughs> they kept they kept just like filming him too, the oh. replaying it, and you know it's just it, it's kind of awakening to just realize like he just took a jump shot. He took a jump shot, landed, and his leg just decided that it was nope. going to buckle. Just, just so strange. Kind of like Paul George. Yeah, Paul yeah. George is another good in one. The, uh, Olympics. Well, he had yeah. the USA I mean, team. Yeah, yeah, he had some kind of like torque on the leg, but yeah, he was coming. It wasn't down. as gruesome, right? I remember Johnny Knox, who was like a third string receiver for the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. He got folded like a like a chair oh yeah and he like they, it just like like from his waist got folded over in the pylon and they're like yeah he's probably not gonna walk again <laughs> it's like, nobody ever talks about that injury that was a tough one you got anything bad okay that was there's crazy. christopher reeves <laughs> he was one superman he tried to save that dude and now he's a quadriplegic <laughs> And Eminem made a song about him. (laughs) (laughs) Tried to save that that dude? You mean he was horseback riding? (laughs) Yeah, he tried to save that guy. The kryptonite really got to him. Just because he played Superman doesn't make him a hero. Oh my god. Have you heard that Eminem song that makes one of them? I have. Oh, that's so good. So... It's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Christopher Reeve. We're moving on. Moving on. Better than that shitty new Superman we have, though. <laughs> Henry Cavill. Terrible. With the CGI mustache. <laughs> shameful. Moving on to the NFL. Uh, speaking of injuries, the Eagles lost. Fuck you. <laughs> Why would you fucking leave with that? <laughs> That's just more a, of an emotional just injury. Grinded him. Not only did it, they, I cut my fucking finger off, but they turned it over within one minute and fifty six seconds, and you knew we were scoring that fu- in that fucking drive. All right, all right. So we'll we'll save the Eagles for the last Speaking for last. Injuries. But um, to start, I wanted to say um, for the picks, Alec, you were one and three for the weekend. Yeah, but my I teams are two still... Two. I know, I know. That's, and that was terrible. Tharp, who was literally just guessing, is 3-1. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm so good. I went all road dogs. Big mistake. <laughs> literally all the higher seeds are, are still alive. Except Saints. Yeah. No, Saints are a two seed. No, I'm saying... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saints was not a dog. Yeah, Saint was not was not a dog. Did I pick the Saints? Yeah. I did, that's right. That's your one. Shameful. So, I, I was listening to uh, listening to the radio and this morning, and they said that this is the first time that all four top... The top four offenses have made it to championship weekend. That's the first time that Whoa. it's happened, that all four... Big debate, big debate. Is defense dead? Now, here's the thing, though. You have the Patriots and the Saints have top ten defenses, while the Chiefs and the Rams have uh, it's gonna bottom bottom ten defenses. So it's going to be a lot of offense, but let's see whose defense can hold up. But I, start, still, I think so the Saints probably still have the best defense. Re- recapping, Tom Brady put up 41. 
Yeah, but Sonny Michelle had three touchdowns. That's true. Sonny Michelle did run. That's why you don't play. Like, we were talking so hard about the Chargers and their seven defensive backs against Baltimore, and they were like, do they think, like, New England wasn't going to watch that fucking game and have an idea? They're like, oh, you're going to play zone on us? No problem. Like, just the screen passes to Michelle were open all day. For some reason, the Chargers Chargers defense just sucked. They just, you can't play zone against the Patriots. They, They just pick you apart. They... And Sonny Michel had probably his best game of his career. Like he was falling forward for two extra yards. I mean, he was taken. He was a first round pick for running back yeah. when people were clamoring for Lamar Jackson to be taken. So and, he finally. And Julian had a, Edelman had like yeah. 150 yards. Even Gronk had vent, one vintage Gronk play where he one, caught it over the yeah. middle and broke like two tackles. One catch for 20. Everybody was yards. like, yeah. And then he was like, yeah, my bones don't. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. He's considering retiring again. He should just retire. Um, so should Tom. Mahomes absolutely killed it. Yeah, looked fantastic. I, I watched a little Who bit of that? that game. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. He's Mahomes. the quarterback of the Chiefs. Oh, stop. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. So he was sensational. I, I The... The couple plays that I watched, it was the plays he was making was just incredibly smart. He's yeah, rolling he's out of the pocket and he fakes the ball to the right to draw the zone over and then hits a guy who's just wide open because the zone's shifted. I mean, he's a second year and yeah. he's just making some of the most Credit intelligent to plays. Their defense too. The Chiefs defense finally played a good game this season. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think the Colts had a first down in the first half. Like it was, yeah, they was couldn't nuts. move the ball. They could not move the ball at all, and it's like when when Vince, you know, it was like it was like seventeen to seven, and they were kind of driving, and you're like, okay, if you can if you can hit this this field goal, like okay, you make it seventeen ten. Mm-hmm. Nope, Vinatieri missed like the twenty three yarder, and then you're just like, okay, this game's cooked. Yeah. Like if Vinatieri's missing twenty three yard kicks, like. Yeah. It's done and over. Yeah. It's done. It was a tough game for the Colts. and Andy was looking like full-on Santa Claus out there. <laughs> Apparently he's lost weight, too. Oh, my <laughs> ass. Um, Chargers defense let them down. Um, do you want to uh, talk Eagles? Uh, let's talk Rams-Cowboys before we talk Eagles. Okay. So, like, the, the game before, Seattle is... The team that wants to run the ball probably the most in the league. Their just run philosophy is always that way. And the Rams were like, okay, try and run the ball on us. Couldn't, literally couldn't. I don't think uh, Elliott had a run for over six yards. Well, they were doubling the Donald as they should. Yeah. But then Sue stepped up. Sue in a had big a huge way. game. Their linebackers played extremely well. And then on top of that. The Cowboys defense, who was supposed to be so good. Oh, Leighton Vander Esch and Sean Lee. Yeah, C.J. Anderson had two touchdowns and 100-plus yards, and Gurley had a touchdown and 100-plus yards. Like, come on. They just they completely, like, they went tight end, two wideouts, running back, and they didn't change the formations the whole time. Yeah. And then they started working play action. It, it was just a very impressive game plan. It, it's just, there's the, you know, I think the Cowboys were kind of rolling off the the adrenaline and kind of the same thing with the Eagles but like okay we got to win these games we got to win these games if we're going to make the playoffs and the playoffs and then you saw the teams that got the bye came out and put it on them yeah. so I was I was pretty impressed with the Rams 
especially how well they ran the ball. I mean, it was just it was nuts. So it was really it was really impressive. Yeah. And I hate the Cowboys, so I was I was pretty stoked. But you wanted the Cowboys Eagles. I did. I did want it because I also hate the Rams. But... but guess what? Neither of them made it. I know. Tell me about it. So would you rather the Cowboys have made it? No. No. You but you hate the Rams though. I hate both teams. I just hate the Cowboys more okay. than I hate the Rams. Okay. Like if a meteor hit the L.A. Coliseum and they're like, oh yeah, both teams have been eliminated. I'd be like, oh wow, it's a national tragedy. <laughs> but also, what luck. <laughs> All right, so now I'm ge- putting you on a timer, Eagles. All right, so I lopped off my finger, come back from the ER, get to sit down and watch the game. First play of the game, pick the ball off, Drew Brees, score a touchdown right after that. I was like, okay, perfect, this is great. You know, stuff him again, have a really good drive. I know. And then a bomb to Jordan Matthews, we get another good touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. So we're up 14 nothing, and then basically after the, se- like halfway through the second quarter, the we couldn't figure we couldn't do anything. We scored fourteen points in the first quarter. Nick Foles. And then we couldn't score the whole rest of the game. You know, we did some things really good defensively, but Michael Thomas for the Saints was amazing. It was like third and fifteen. Yeah. He was automatic. He was just running those post routes into triple coverage, and Brees <laughs> just lob it to him. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, no big deal." <laughs> Snag it, and I would just I would lose my mind every time. But I, you know, the the fake pun thing. You know, I could go either way with it. I'm not going to kill the Eagles for losing to the Saints, especially at home. Mm-hmm. You know, even that last drive when we were driving in under two minutes and Alshon let it go right through his hands and it just fell like, I mean, it was like a floating beach ball right to the other guy. You could just see it happening. Lattimore. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to crush him for not catching that because I don't think we should have ran that play. We should have just gone to the two minutes Came out, got a, fr- a fresh look at it, and then run a play from there. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you were pushing. You're trying to eat clock. Like, just just stop. Take the two minutes, and we'll we'll figure out the, you know, we'll figure it out. But, yeah. I mean, they went farther this season than I thought they were. I was pretty pissed. I thought my finger sacrifice would, you know, it was working out pretty well, but I don't think I gave him enough finger. All right, I'm going <clears throat> to, I'm, I'm going to ask you one more time. Yeah. Fools or once? Wentz. Fools, fools. That the second half is like what you get with Foles during the regular season. Okay. Like he couldn't move the ball. I think he had a hundred. You know, it was like nineteen for something for like two hundred yards. Yeah. But he only had like forty-five yards in the second half. Okay. And we, I mean, credit to the Saints, their defense played really good. Shit, we only had fifty yards rushing. So, it it, it was a back and forth game, and you know. It's shitty to lose that way because I know we would have scored on that drive. Yeah. Like, there's the Foles magic, like right there, perfect. Like, boom, he's gonna hit Alshon. We're gonna be right in the thirteen. We're gonna run the ball. Probably gonna get this first down. We're gonna take him inside the two minutes, and we're just gonna start eating clock, and we'll just go from there. But we got fucked. So <laughs> what are you gonna do? I was not happy. I was like, I cut my finger off, and this shit happens to me. So, oh well. All right. So moving on to the next weekend. Championship weekend. We got the Patriots at the Chiefs yep. at Arrowhead Stadium. And then we got the Rams at the Saints, which I believe is the Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, Mercedes. Superdome. Superdome. So, Alec, 
to redeem yourself. To redeem yourself, because you're one three. I know. I'm doing pretty bad. Pick the winners of the two. Of the two? Uh, yeah. All right, let's do NFC first. So, NFC, I think it's the Saints. I think they're... Like, I could have seen the Cowboys winning that Rams game, which doesn't bode very well. Like, mm-hmm. if I if I think that, I couldn't see, you know, the Rams playing that great against the Saints if they're backwards against the wall. I think they had a really good game plan for the Cowboys, but th- that defense is still not very... It, it's not depth-heavy. Like, yes, they have Aaron Darnold, who's probably the best player left in the playoffs, just overall. And then they have Sue, but who who are you going to put on Michael Thomas? Wait, okay, are you going to put Akeem to leave? Like, it, at a certain point, something something gives. Like you gave up fifty four points. It, I think I think the Saints have a better defense, and offensively, I think it's just going to be hard for the Rams to find the right personnel groupings to stop all those weapons. Mm-hmm. So I'll go Saints in the NFC side. Okay. On the AFC side, we have Chiefs. <laughs> And we have the Patriots. So we have Mahomes, and we have that offense, and then we have the fucking evil empire that is the New England Patriots. <laughs> you know, I know Andy Reid just crumbles in the playoffs, but he's done well so far. Oh, man, that's a really tough pick because I want to say the Chiefs because I hate the Patriots so much, but they played so well against the Chargers. It's hard to say. Forty-one. I know. And the Chiefs' defense is so bad. Give me a pick. I'm going to go... My original Super Bowl prediction was Saints-Patriots, so I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say Pats. But I would not be shocked if the Chiefs won. I honestly wouldn't be shocked. I would be shocked if the Rams won, but if the Chiefs, like... If the Chiefs... I don't think it's going to be a blowout on that side of the ball. Okay. I just think it's going to be... Yeah. Tharp, who are your guesses? Hard to pick for Andy. Chiefs, okay, riding the Chiefs, and you really can't count out Des Bryant, so the Saints. <laughs> God damn it! God. Myself, I know Andy Reid does not show up in the playoffs. He just he can't. Mahomes is a second-year player. They got a decent offense. Their defense showed up last game, but are they going to show up again? Against the Patriots, against Tom Brady and the Dynasty. That's true. Yes, they are. <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Chiefs are going. Andy Reid will let you down. Mahomes has just been throwing and playing out of his mind. You know, I. It, it's incredible what this kid is doing, and I'm a believer. I mean, he's good. I'm not gonna lie. But Wait, why do you say it like that? Because he believes. I've been, I'm, I've been doubting, I've been doubting him all year. I'm a believer. Because it's always Andy Reid in the playoffs, man. Andy I believe. Play. Wait, really quickly. Do you know how many times Andy Reid has been to the playoffs? Oh. He's been to like as a head coach, like twenty six times. <laughs> I know. You know how many of those playoff games he's won? Four, twelve, twelve. <laughs> you know how many playoff games he's won as head coach of the Chiefs? Oh, one out of five. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe he'll put the corn dog down this year. <laughs> they say he's lost weight. I don't know who says that. <laughs> also, how could you tell? <laughs> For the Rams and Saints, uh, I'm taking the Saints. I think, I think the Rams' defense is going to struggle against just the many options that they have. They're going to throw Ingram right at their line and then – Pop Kamara out for a catch, and that, I I just don't think that they can their defense can cover 
all, all the same yeah, weapons. I agree. I, I think it's just going to overwhelm. I think, like you said, something's going to break. And, I just think and, and at Breeze some point, yeah, advantage. someone's blowing cover. Like, you could see, like, he carved up our secondary, and granted, we've just been putting basically skeletons of people back there because we've yeah. been so injured. But the Pick Rams just the don't, lines. yeah, I mean, just <laughs> the Rams do, they're, they're very front-heavy. They're just not very, uh, you know, deep when it comes to defensive positions. Yeah. So, uh, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, all right. It would be honestly the Saints Patriots narrative would be fun because we don't really like Breeze and Brady are basically the same age. He's forty. He's forty one. Yeah. Like, there's not a good rivalry there other than like the Patriots won their first Super Bowl in the Superdome. So I guess that's kind of cool. But real quick, and then we're gonna go to the break. If Drew Breeze wins the Super Bowl, is he retiring? Yeah, I think you probably should. If Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, is he retiring? Who that? <laughs> two day, it's two day, two day. I forgot what I forgot. I forgot which one is which. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's who dat is for the Saints. Let's not get into that again. Um, I think Breeze will retire. I have a definition on standby. No, you're no. not. <laughs> but Tom Brady, I think Tom wants to play some more. Like when he said he, he's like, I want to play till I'm 45. I think, I, I think he legitimately means <laughs> I, I he wants to play till he's 45. I think he wants to play till he's 45 just because he wants to. I don't think it matters at this. Like they obviously the, he wants to win, but I don't think he's going to be the. I want to go out on top. I think he's just going to be like, look, I'm 45 now. I had a decent season. I'm, I'm done. I think he just fizzles I'm, out. I'm a, I'm a live off gonna, my. He, they're going to cut him at one point, and he's going to fizzle out with like. The Jaguars. I, I would can, love so to the see thing, that. The, <laughs> that would be I can great. see Belichick retiring if they won the Super Bowl. No way. Because he wants retiring. to prove that he can do it all without Tom, and it wasn't Tom Brady. He'll retire. Like, they don't get, like, they're not, I, I don't think they get along at all. Like, he did not want to trade Garoppolo, and Tom said, listen, I, I got you a lot of Super Bowls. you got to have to get rid of this kid. Yeah. He's too damn good looking. No, I, I think Tom will hold that franchise hostage for probably another two years. Fair. All right, well, we're going to go to a break, uh, and we will be right back. So not good. <laughs> Christopher Reeves, we'll sit for this neither. Welcome to the Expiring Contracts, where we talk about Christopher Reeves for an hour. I saw that line from Brian. <clears throat> We're already halfway through. <laughs> so we talk. We talk. We'll talk Christopher Reeve for thirty minutes. Go fuck yourself, Brian. We're gonna talk quadriplegics for the next half an hour. So for our segment uh, to start the the second half here, we're going to discuss some expiring contracts. But I want to ask you guys a question before we do so. We have no idea what this. Yeah, I don't know what this question is. Which is, if you could have seen my face, you would have been like, "Wow, I like does not trust what's about to come out of his mouth." Involves Christopher Reeves. Stop! Stop it! I won't settle for this anymore. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Which NBA team has right now the highest budget uh, player budget in the NBA? How much Warriors. money they're spending on their players? Yes. Including luxury tax? Including luxury yeah. tax. Warriors. No. Thunder. Okay. Final answers? 
violence. Who's on the? How much is Bo- Boogie's on a minimum deal? Yeah, he's on like five million. You both are wrong. Wait, can I take another guess? Yes, yes go. Denver. Bronx. Heat. Yes. Really? Heat. Miami. Gorgon. Gorgon Dragic. Whiteside. Whiteside. And. Johnson, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Oh, who the fuck is Tyler Johnson getting <laughs> the, paid almost twenty million a year? The guy who looks like wait, he lives how many in a more trailer. Years does he have in his contract? He has this year and a player option for the same amount. Wait, yeah. is that Van Fleet that I'm thinking of with the fucked up teeth, or is that Tyler Johnson? Tyler Johnson looks like uh, he looks like he lives in a trailer. Looks no, like an average dude. No, he like looks, an average he looks white like dude. White trash. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But there's also another guy. Maybe oh yeah, I think he plays for the Raptors. West. Delante, Delante. <laughs> no, he looks worse than Delante. <laughs> oh. No, t- he probably got that contract when they were expecting a big spike in the salary. Fred the Van salary Fleet game. for the Raptors. Is that Greta? Van no, Fleet? Fred. Greta Van Fleet is the band. <laughs> No, yeah, he probably got that contract when uh, when the salary cap was supposedly going to be yep. just launched up. Everyone, oh yeah, everyone yeah, the, the, yeah, the salary cap deals. Yeah, yeah. The, Mike Conley, two hundred million. Yeah, Reggie or, Jackson. Yeah, oh my God, they're probably Put a bullet in they Brian. probably signed him for uh, trade bait, so like they could include him with a valuable young asset, and it would uh, allow you to trade for a big player with a huge salary. So that's probably why they signed him to that amount. But um, big mistake. I don't want to talk trades on these guys. I want to discuss them, assuming that they are not traded next month. Okay. So uh, what are they doing in the off season? The Heat, uh, Hassan Whiteside, Goran Dragic, and Tyler Johnson. Well, Dragic are they, probably. Are they all on expiring contracts? They all, all three have uh, player options next year. Whiteside is making right now about uh, 25 and a half mil. Next season, he's uh, about to make 27. Well, Dragic got injured, so he's going to take the player option. Yeah, Dragic is going to take it. Out. Well, that's he's, the thing. I think I think all of them are going to take it. You They're, think Whiteside takes it? I, think I don't Whiteside think he takes, takes it. it. I think he wants to be out of Miami. How much? How much is Whiteside? He could probably get more in free agency. 25 anyway. and a half 25? right now. 27 next year. No, he's not. He's not getting more than twenty-seven. I don't know. I, I just don't think he likes being in Miami. Because I don't think. I don't think. Uh, you know, playing him in the fourth quarter. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'd have to look up how teams can offer him money, but I don't think they can offer him more than twenty-seven. Mil. Johnson yeah. probably stays because I've never fucking heard of that guy. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. he's he takes it. his twenty mil, oh, and yeah. Drogba's. Interesting. I don't know. I just think White's. But you got Bam Adebayo, right? Yeah, I don't He's on your him. fantasy team, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not doing bad for a sophomore. He's making uh, Whiteside very replaceable. Yeah, because, I mean, he puts up good numbers. Yeah, true. Plus that, that rookie deal is nice. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so nice. But, my, I mean, is Miami still a destination for people to go play? I, I, I mean, think it, s- uh, the scene, obviously, yeah, right? Is, but There's no player so? there to play with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's that's who, the problem. Who is, 
But that's that's the thing. It's a, it's a destination. People are willing to go to Miami because you get to go live in Miami. It's Miami, right. and there's no state income tax because Florida. Right. So I mean, people, I think second tier players will be glad to go there. They're like, look, yeah, we'll go and. But could they get a star? In Pat Miami Riley can get a star. I don't like, think so. Let's say, let's say Durant's like, I'm going to the Heat. Would you be shocked at that? He, they can't even sign because if all three of these guys, except oh, yeah, their player options, true. their luxury tax, they they have no financial flexibility. True, true. But this is a good segue into uh, the the trade deadline, and I think the Miami Heat are going to be big players in regards to sending players away from mm. their team and trying to acquire draft picks. Whether yeah, it be first probably. or second round picks, I think they're going to be looking for both. Uh, I have one trade in particular that's sending Whiteside to Charlotte for Bismack Biombo. Bismack. And Tony I thought he was going to be so good in the NBA. And a first round pick. Was I wrong? To yeah, Charlotte? You have a situation in Charlotte where Kemba is coming off an expiring contract. Yeah, that's true. Who's throwing up huge numbers? It does. Does do you think he stays in? Uh, I don't think he stays. I think Charlotte. he will stay because they could pay so. him the most money. And you have to think, the past few years for Kemba, he hasn't made diddly squat. He was like a top ten draft pick. But he was drafted in the year right before oh, the, there. right before the finances jumped and the and the budget mm-hmm. for um, what is it called the salary cap increased, so he was paid a minimal amount, so he's gonna want money because he's paying he's getting paid twelve million dollars right now, which is nothing for an all star player. No, absolutely not. Well, so they're gonna give him max a career deal. year. All star, and they're going to give them some help by trading for Whiteside, trading out their first round pick. I mean, yeah, that that makes that definitely makes Miami more attractive, and Pat Riley has the track record of being able to build teams. Like they've done a good job. They, you know, Spolstra is okay, but yeah, I mean, I could see it. That's a decent trade for them. Charlotte's kind of a mess anyway, though. I don't you know? see I don't see it happening because the Charlotte Hornets they're not I don't think they're in the playoffs right now. I think they're out of the playoffs. They're so. in the they're in the playoff picture. They're, I mean, they're uh, knocking on the door. They're the I'll look it up. They're the eighth. They're the eighth. Yeah. So nineteen I mean, and twenty three right now. With them being the eighth seed, I don't know if Whiteside will bump them up that much. Especially because they're losing Biombo, so they lose a good a good center. Well, it's not just this year. It would be for next year. Next year, maybe years after that, that they could re-sign Whiteside. But what but what happens with that is they run into the same they run into the situation where they give Kemba a huge massive yeah. contract and it becomes and the John, and it has, becomes the John Wall thing yeah. and right. Bradley Beal thing all over right. again. Right, Whiteside has a contract that then granted Whiteside will only have one more year left, but then you have two massive contracts 
and not enough money to buy get that third player that you need. They don't have enough to get. Well, Jeremy players. Lamb hasn't been bad. They would have to re-sign him though. His contract. Yeah, Lamb's had a really good season. He's on my face. Then you're looking at two guys taking up sixty million of your salary cap. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know you can't sign another max guy. You know, Jeremy Lamb. I'm sorry, but he's not getting you in anywhere. He's having decent numbers. He's a good player, but he's a third. He's a fourth option, fifth option on a, uh, on a contender. Yeah. So then you then you just got dead money with Kemba, who now is untradeable. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's got the, a five year. I'm assuming he'll get a five year deal. Whiteside, who if the owner, if Jordan is stupid, he'll resign him. But I don't think he is. But I mean, they don't have a terrible roster though. Like Gilchrist is good. Like Malik Monk could be pretty good. Who's who's their small forward? I forget his name. The French guy. Uh, Batum. 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 Nicholas Batum. We argued about this in the past, Brian, but he's a a borderline all-star, this guy. When Batum? he's healthy. No, he's When he's healthy. When he's playing. No. I mean, we've had this conversation before. He's not, he's not. Long and lengthy, solid defender. I mean, they have a, they have decent pieces. Like, Miles Bridges isn't terrible. You Miles know what I'm saying? He's a de- developmental guy. But, but, here's, I but think, here's what happens, then, is now you traded away a first-round pick. Now you can't keep adding to your young players, your good players. There's nothing to build on. Now you miss out on a year of a top ten draft pick. It's not going to be top ten. It's going to be out of the lottery because they're going to make the playoffs. Well, says you, but. I mean, it says the East. Now if the Pistons catch them. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Brian. I mean, it's, it's it's a decent trade. I just... The thing with the, this NBA, though, is, like, if you're not contending, then you're rebuilding. You know what I mean? Like, right. no one wants to be in the middle ground. Like, if you're not in the top four, like, why even be there? I think... You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Right, and I think... That's the true. way the NBA works now. Th- at least the way that most people are looking at it. Right. Like, if we're not going to beat the top two seeds, then why... Then fuck it, why even try? Right. Let's, we'll just get flexibility and try and hit on draft picks. That's true. If it, if they're a smart GM, they would definitely do that. But in cases where you're trying to put butts in the seats and you've got a Tyler that's like, hey, I need wins. Just give yeah. me wins and I'll be happy. I'll go to games. Oh, Jordan. See, I, I think, trigger. I think, you know, if Charlotte does make that trade, for them it would be smart to almost not re-sign Kemba, because if yeah. if Kemba and Whiteside doesn't work out and they don't, you know, vault into at least a decent tier that they can build off of, they don't re-sign Kemba. That means Whiteside is less likely to re-sign because he's going to be like. What's this team playing for? There you go. So then, then he won't accept the player count. You know the player That's option. That's a good way to think about and it. And then yeah. boom, they restart. Now they do miss out on their first round pick of just one year. So that kind of sucks. But then they're starting with a really low cap, young players that they can just give a ton of money to. And they go from there. You know, they try to bring in some free agents with the, with their money. But I think if they do make that trade, 
they get that half a season. Yeah, that uh, window. That that half a season window mm-hmm. where all the executives can kind of gauge, okay, how good is this going to be? Yeah, yeah, that's true. They get that half a season window, and then they don't resign Kamba. They don't. Whiteside will less likely take that player option, and then they're starting from ground zero. Even if he takes mm-hmm. that player option, there's just uh, another year, you know, on that contract. And you you could tank, you could flip them in the next trade uh, trade deadline next year, and flip them for something because expiring contracts are also valuable. That's also valid. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, either either way, they could do it. So I mean, if they play if they play it that way, it could work out in their benefit. But do I see that? I don't. I don't. I don't really see them doing that. Yeah. One trade that one trade that I would really like to see is I think the Celtics need to kind of they need to shore up who their stars are going to be. They need to shore up who's getting the ball, and they need to shore up their defense. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think what will work for both teams is trading Al Horford to the Mavericks for DeAndre Jordan. The Celtics then can give up a younger player to make Al Horford's contract. Yeah, but what's... But they're going to... I don't think the Celtics are going to make a trade. I think the Celtics are going to stay put until they can re-up Kyrie's contract. I disagree. And then try and get Anthony Davis. I think they're just going to keep that treasure trove of picks and young players... And then the second, literally the second that they can rework Kyrie's contract, they're they're getting Anthony Davis. I disagree. Regardless of I, if he signs, they will get him. I see. I see too much pressure on the team to succeed because they they went so far with Jason Tatum, a rookie, leading their team. Jason Tatum, a rookie, led their team, and now they're like, oh, great. Now we have Gordon Hayward and Kyrie with J- Jason Tatum. We're going to we're gonna go far, and then we still have all this. Yeah, but Tatum's not playing nearly as well. Right, I mean, because there's so many minutes that are being given to Scary Terry, to Jalen Brown. To Jason Tatum, to yeah, Gordon Hayward, out of whack. to Kyrie Irving. What when we talked about this last time a little bit, they it, it they should be doing the same thing that the Rockets are doing with Harden. Okay, you, this is your team. Shoot the ball twenty five times. It should be the same thing with Kyrie. He shouldn't shoot the ball eighteen times. Yeah, but they need to develop their young talent to help get. The, that championship team, and with too yeah, many people trying to I don't think they're going to use develop. their young talent to build the championship team. I think the acquisition of these young players is purely so Danny Ainge can flip them into all stars. Is, is but I know enough? what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You can't, you you can't let guys like Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier. Well, Terry Rozier's contract is right, up this year. Look. Look bad because you need teams to be you take the bait when it comes to these trades. But I think I think Terry Rozier showed enough where people are interested, and I think 
the Mavs could possibly move Dennis Smith, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, that's but what I, I think, think. I think taking Al Horford on, and I mean, it could be a pick. It could be one of the younger players, but I think Celtics trading for DeAndre Jordan to get that center that can play lockdown defense and and rebound a lot better. That would really that would really help them to let their other guys do their thing. Yeah, I would I would rather have uh, Hayward traded for yeah, but no uh, one will touch him. Who's the small forward for Dallas? Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Yeah, their contracts he's really are close. Good. You may need to trade another player for Cushion if mm-hmm. you're Dallas. But uh, yeah, it would be an Aryan nation down there in Dallas. You know, the all white starting five. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but Dallas, like Dallas, could use like Wesley Matthews' uh, expiring contract to try and make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why not? Why couldn't you bundle that with like uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and send it to the Knicks for like Tim Hardaway? Tim Hardaway's having a tough go right now. Yeah, but he's the only the only decent player. On a bad team, I mean, you. I mean, granted, there's like, got the Knicks are just a mess, but he he yeah, is this, a guy. He is a guy that could play that. meaningful minutes on a playoff team. Would be Hardaway, and I think he could really help the Mavs. I think something like that would propel them to the playoffs. And why not? Like, why not get playoff experience right away for Luca? Like, he, Dirk's on the way out anyway. Yeah. Jordan won't be there for the long run. Like, well, why why not do it? Because with the Mavs, you have Luca. Dennis Smith Jr. and Luca make a good combo. You got Harrison Barnes, who's iffy, but he's still younger. Dirk's on his way out. I think the Mavs are hoping for one more season of a top ten pick. They get one more player to throw in there, and they then can't. they start wheeling and dealing. I just think it makes sense from the Knicks' perspective because they need to jettison as much talent out of there Definitely. so they can get Zion. Like, okay. Nidalekina's got to go, too. No doubt. Hardaway's got to go. Even Cantor probably has to go. Yeah, they're not going to resign him. Like, if you're... No one wants to see the Cavs have another one over on pick. <laughs> like, please. I've, we, I've, I've talked about this on the podcast all the time. But basketball needs big markets to be fucking good. So put good players in big markets. Plus Zion, plus Kevin Durant would be so fucking awesome. In New York? You're telling me that wouldn't be fun in the Garden? That'd be great. Another Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Freeze the fucking envelope. <laughs> like, rig the ping pong balls. Well, I was going more towards you're not going to win the championship. You don't think so? It's tough. Because the Knicks are just dog shit when I come to the ownership <laughs> thing. Hey, you want to talk owners? Go talk to me about It's crazy to me at <laughs> one point that they almost got LeBron James. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. oh, heat... Knicks, I don't know, man, look at Knicks, LeBron really likes New York, and they jettisoned as much cap as they could, Yeah. and they're like, oh, I'm going to go to Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) We'll trade all of our good talent to get Carmelo Anthony. Yeek. I kind of went the opposite way with Dallas. Um, I had them, because they, they traded their... 
first-round pick this year. It's top five protected. Right now they're on the cusp of making the playoffs, but not really in the competitive Western Conference. So if it's not in the top five, they don't get a first-round draft pick, I think they're going to come to their senses, and I think they're going to trade away Wesley Matthews' expiring contract. Yeah, I think so too. That's the that's the biggest, that's their best chip is that Wesley Matthews expiring. Yeah, and I and I have them going to Houston for Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris on a first round pick. So they get their first round pick back in Dallas. Granted, it's going to be in the. Somewhere between 15 and 20, more than likely. Wesley Matthews isn't going to get you two players on a first-round pick. You don't think so? No. Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris? He's not getting... How about this? How about this? How about a three-team trade? This is what I was thinking. Okay. Let's so, Hornets, Hornets, Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nittalikina, and the Knicks' first-round pick. Okay? okay? Knicks get Kemba... And the Wesley Matthews contract okay. because it's basically you're gonna pee it away anyway for Durant regardless. Yep. And then the Mavs get Knox, Ennis Cantor, and then the uh, a Knicks probably two of the Knicks second round picks. What about that? That's a good trade for everybody. I don't. I don't Dallas see the point kinda... of having um, Nikita Nitalkina and Dennis Smith Jr. I don't see the point of having both. Sure. It's just a talent acquisition thing. They're going to want to push. The, the Knicks are going to want to try and push talent. I mean, if they did that to get Kemba, they're they're basically waving the flag on trying to get Zion. But they'll still be low enough, I think, because the way the lottery works now, that top five teams basically have equal shot. Or bottom five teams yeah. basically have equal shot. So just be the bottom five. Have Kemba. You could still sign him and Durant because they'll have enough cap for two max players. And then there's your squad. And then you're going to have a top flight rookie to plug in there anyway. And then Charlotte's the same thing. Then they don't have to pay Kemba. They can redo it. Let's say they don't want to keep Dennis Smith or that, whatever. You still have the next first-round pick for 19. Only problem is Dallas. Dallas really doesn't get much out of that. Yeah, the Knox one is kind of a bad thing. The, 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 I mean, it, the Knox is the, the, the Knox and the picks is good, but the Cantor thing doesn't really do much for them, I guess. But the, I'm just spitballing. Going, uh, going a little closer to home for me. You know, because I just love talking Pistons. Pistons. I I want him to trade Drummond. I want him, I want him out. He's making too much money, and Blake Griffin is staying healthy. And the only games he's the only games Blake Griffin has missed has been rest, just just resting his body. So he's been playing at an all star level. And Drummond, while he's been putting up good numbers, you know, what does 2020 games mean when we still lose? Yeah. And look what happened. Blake Griffin sat one game and they lost to the Lakers. Like, what the hell? LeBron list Lakers. What do you mean? They're terrible. Right. So I say I'm still going back to the Mavs. (laughs) I'm saying. Drummond to the Mavs. We get the Pistons get Dennis Smith Jr. 
and we'll probably have to throw in another first round pick. But we get Dennis Smith Jr. and Wesley Matthews and Yeah, but someone has to be stupid enough to even pick up the phone and call you. Or just say trade. DeAndre Jordan. Replace that center. Reunite him and Blake. Like him and Blake. That'd be <laughs> no, great. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it because it's the same player. I don't want to see yeah. the same player. The rusty end Dennis of the lobster. We would get Dennis Smith Jr. And I think that is a great start to getting rid of Reggie Jackson. I think yeah. I think we're missing a team in all this. I think we're not talking enough about the Wizards being active at the deadline. I think they're going to do their very best to get Beal out of there. You think they're going to really? get rid of Beal? I think they Wait, Why not? Because we just talked two episodes ago about how they should never trade Beal. Yeah, but if you, it's blown up anyway, right? You might as well just burn it to the ground. Because you said Beal was the guy that you I'm not saying you that said I would that. trade him. Why don't I'm you go saying pull they tape. would check the pull tape. I'll, I'll say a lot of things in this podcast. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking, it, like, if you're the Wizards, tra- trade Beal and, um, fuck, how do you say that guy's name? The real, real, Mahini? Yeah. Mahini? Right? Mahini. Him and Beal Mavericks, okay. right? You get, you could get... Harrison Barnes, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., and like two future first round picks. Hmm. And then they're in the playoffs. And then you have Beal, Luca, which I just kind of want to see. That'd be great. That'd be a fantastic tandem. Yeah, and then they're in the playoffs. That would be sick. Yeah, that's a great trade. That would be sick. I'm not saying if you're the Wizards, you do that. What, no. That's purely a selfish trade because I want to see the Mavericks in the playoffs. But what I don't happens? Think happen. What happens with the Mavericks is then they become Trailblazers. You where, think so? Where they become a playoff team, maybe they have a really good year and they land three, but then they're gonna middle out, and then they're not gonna have draft picks high enough. They gave in your in your scenario, they gave away right. two first rounders. They won't have picks high enough, even if they did have them, to grab another impact player to put them over the top. Now, now it's going to be a couple years with Beal's contract. Then you'll have Luca that you'll pay whatever he wants. Give him a blank check and say, fill it out. Yeah, but he won't have to be paid for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you're going to be you. You're missing two first rounders, so you'll have. One Fair. year with a first round pick. They also can't trade a first round pick because they traded their first round. Pick oh yeah, that's year, right. Maybe. Because of the Hawks. Yeah. Right. That's right. Because of the swap. So even if they're allowed to trade their first round pick, well, what if the Blazers and the Mavericks trade? Ooh. Okay. Smith Junior for. No, no. McCollum? Just do DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. No, no. Just do DeAndre Jordan, uh, Jordan, and Wesley Matthews, and get CJ McCollum. Hmm. I wouldn't do it if I was Portland. But. Look, I'm really confused why you guys are putting so much stock in Wesley Matthews. He's because just, the contract is so tradable. Right, but he's just money. He's not anything. He's a 3 and D guy. Brian, the name of the podcast is Expiring Contracts. If we're not putting a premium <laughs> on expiring contracts, what are we even doing this for? Exactly. <laughs>
No, but he's just money. He's not. He's not some like he's, player he's, that people are gonna want. He's to a high end. He's a high end three and D guy. Yeah, Role that's player. what the league is all about. And his contract's expiring. I don't think he's high like, end. Houston, at all. Houston would be back where they were last year with Ariza, Ariza and. Um, what, what's his name? Wesley Matthews are pretty much the same exact player. Wesley's a y- little bit younger. Huh. <laughs> you really think so? Yeah. You, you don't. You don't agree. I agree. You're They're okay. D guys. You're saying Ariza and Wesley Matthew are th- uh, on the same level, right? Yeah. That level is a real low level. I mean, it's it's a three and D role player. It's no. It's it's not some top tier three and D. It is bottom of the rung. Really? I no. Look, no. yeah, I am not putting any no. stock in any of those guys. What we just talked earlier, you know, about a month ago about the Wizards getting Ariza. They were like, okay, that's a non-factor. Was he even gonna do for him? Because they already had Otto Porter, yeah, who's Porter, a three and D right. guy too. So they have two three and D guys. Makes no sense. No, they traded. No, I, look, I, I think Wesley Brian's Matthews. <laughs> Wesley Matthews is just. I don't know why you guys are thinking he's he's just. Brian's upset because his team is trapped in the purgatory of all teams. Damn it! I and you mean. can't make any trades, and then you shoot down every trade that Tharp and I come up with because. We still have, well, no one will take Andre Drummond or fucking Reggie Jackson. And Blake's playing his ass off. And I, fuck you guys. I think that Drummond can be traded. I don't think he won't. I think he won't be traded. Who? 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 I'm an owl now. Who? 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 I, listen, if the Blazers. Even the Magic would scoff at you. Listen. I don't know if you would take it that far. If you don't the, think so? If you called the Orlando Magic to listen, Andre Drummond's available. Like, is this want, is this is this Van Gundy? Stan, is this you? You're not on the team anymore, Stan. No, I I think if the Blazers can somehow dupe the Pistons, which is very possible. Dupe the Pistons. I, I think if the Blazers can dupe the Pistons and not give the Pistons Lillard or McCollum, Drummond on the Blazers. Who would you prefer? Just a, quick, just a quick question. Would you rather have C.J. McCollum or would you rather have Lillard? Lillard. Lillard. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I'd rather take Lillard to handle the ball and be yeah, able to work with true. Blake Griffin. Than, I think man, we need shooters, yeah, I know. but we need it fucking everything. So, <laughs> I think C.J. McCall. It's it's a real shame that they're both on the same team. It really is. Yeah. I mean, as soon as <laughs> they make it work, though, they just need they a, do make it work. They need they a just, three and D guy yeah. like Wesley Matthews. That's what we're saying, dude. <laughs> they need to. Oh and then when you bring in DeAndre Jordan to the mix, now you're cooking. I mean, you have teams that are missing like their all star, their second all star. You're missing like a ground and pound center. Uh, Portland Trailblazers have that. They just need the 3 and D guy, you know? Wesley Matthews. Real quick, not to change the subject, but can we talk about how the Bulls say they, they weren't going to buy out Robin Lopez because the Warriors wanted him? 
Did you see that yeah. story? Really? Yeah, the Warriors won, and so the Bulls are like, no, we're nah, not going to do this. We're not buying him out, so you're going to have him. Wow. And if you're Robin Lopez, you're like, come on, please. <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Yeah, the Bulls are just flip the middle finger to the Warriors and just like, you know what? No, nah, we'll pay him. It's like the same thing with the Jordan Bell thing. Or, um, no, not Jordan Bell. Who was the... Who's the wing that the Warriors had that Cleveland signed? Oh, yeah. and then they cut him, and then the Warriors are like, "What the fuck?" The was guy that? who Vince Carter undercut last season and injured him. For yeah, the rest yeah, of the year. yes, Patrick exactly. McCall. Patrick McCall. McCall. <laughs> that is such a strange. He was like, "No, I'm betting on myself. Give me that new deal." Hurt. Warriors are like, "All right, we'll let you walk." He goes, "No, I'm taking my." Like they offered him the contract, restricted free agent, doesn't sign. Finally comes off of it, Cavs sign him, ten days later they cut him, and the Warriors go into the league and like, that's bullshit, <laughs> you can't do that. What an interesting, uh, interesting story. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, I just, that just pops in my brain. Yeah, that Bulls situation is funny. I also the Robin like, Lopez thing is fucking great. The, I, the Bulls are like, we're not doing that. I also like the little video of uh, Blake Griffin. Just as soon as Steve Ballmer comes up to shake his hand, he just starts sprinting yeah. away. <laughs> Literally <laughs> ran away. And then you knew, like the second I saw that clip on Twitter, I was like, oh, he's going to have a 50-point game. <laughs> 44, like a triple-double game. You just see him go up to shake his hand and Blake Griffin, no, I'm the runaway. Oh, I gotta get to the locker room. And then he comes out with a statement and he goes, uh, no, man, I always just my normal to the locker room. Do you guys see me? You know, I always, you know, finish my shoot-around and I sprint to the locker room. Jesus. Yeah, I always sprint rapidly into the room after seeing my old previous owner who, who, who raised a banner idea. and then three months later jettisoned me to Detroit. I wasn't comfortable in L.A. or anything. <laughs> Jesus. He didn't have Kylie Jenner. Ky- yeah. Kendall Jenner as a, as a girlfriend. She, he was probably like, I'm getting traded. She's like, where? He's like, Detroit. He probably was like, it's definitely not going to work out. I can't follow you there. But I'm sorry. she goes to Philly for no, Ben. No, they tried it. They, they gave tried it a whirl. It. There, was, there was sightings of both of them in Bloomfield Hills. But then it was like one time. She was dating she probably, Ben on the side. Probably. Probs. Just a younger Blake Griffin. Some, if he could Some other... She probably got yelled at on Broad Street and was like, nah, these people are cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I get out of that conversation is, is, is look to see the Miami Heat, the Dallas Mavericks, and the New York Knicks being big players in the trade deadline that is coming up February 7th. It's coming down the pipe. Less than a month away. Less than a month. It's always a crazy day because my phone just buzzes yeah. all, all day long. Buzzes, man. I'm just on my phone all day. All day. Hey, I'm gonna take uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take that day off work. <laughs> just sit and consume well, trades. Know, knowing the Pistons, someone update two uh, K. Don't make me manually update my two K. <laughs> knowing the Pistons, they uh, have they will not the make the past few years. They've started trading like two weeks before the trade deadline. I'll bet you. There were some of the first movers who were like, oh, we got to get in quick. And then, 
Ooh, we got Blake Griffin. <laughs> I will bet you one million pesos that the Pistons make this many moves. Come I'm, on. Hold- I'm holding up no. a zero for all the listeners. Zero. No, come on. Not, not one even like move. a minor trade? No, not one move. They sit and wait. And Tom Gorris just gets happier. Did you? <laughs> He's happy as long as he has Blake. Dude, quick, quick side note. <laughs> yeah, as quick long side as he note. Has Blake. The, the Pistons owner, Tom Gorris, decided so to go Griffin. to a game. He decided to go to a game. Did he get was booed? in L.A., but he wasn't at the Pistons. He wasn't in Detroit. It was at L.A. when they played the Clippers. So he went to a game, but it was in L.A. I wish I was in L.A. I wish I had the Clippers. Yeah, I wish I owned the Clippers. I should have jumped on that before Balmer. Balmer seems like a strange cat. Like a strangely sweaty guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just sweats. Did you see him get all hyped when yeah, he dude. first bought the team? Like We're going to change the culture! <laughs> dude, Jesus, you're not Phil Knight, okay? Relax. <sighs> all right, y'all. the music. That means it's the end of the show. Wesley Matthews is king. That contract <laughs> is delicious. Don't listen to Brian. If you're playing 2K and you need cap space, Wesley Matthews. <laughs> Take on that contract, please. Please follow us on Twitter at Expiring Contracts. This will be posted on there as well as some pictures. Follow us, tweet at us. The uh, Instagram should be up shortly. Uh, we will be on iTunes Podcast. As soon as we as can. As soon as we can. We're just waiting for them to respond. And as usual, we are out of here.